This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, come on in and take your seats, folks. God bless you. Uh, the, the, the theme of our conference is as it is in heaven, as or as in heaven. And uh, last night we were so adequately spoken to and so uh, deeply instructed in the word of how to enter into the courtroom, the courts of heaven, and how to enter into uh, the three facets of God's character, his character as father, his char- or the, the, the character of God as father, the character of God as uh, the, do uh, you remember what they were? Friend. And what was the third one? Hmm? And judge. So the point is, father, friend, and judge are three dimensions. We were talking last night, I see those as father, son, and Holy Spirit, the, you know, the, the, the different facets of God's Godhead. And, and, and the, the truth is that we have ways of entering and getting our prayers answered. But also, as in heaven, as in heaven, there's something that we need to grasp. And I'm, I'm concerned deeply for the nation of Zimbabwe, for the nations of Africa, because we have exalted education above wisdom. And one of the things that is in heaven that you can only access from heaven is wisdom. Wisdom from above. Wisdom. Now, we're going to be t- I'm going to be talking about wisdom from above. My two sessions will be on grasping or entering into it. My, and, and I'm not going to be an eloquent preacher or I'm just going to try to teach you some things, okay? So uh, I want you to get your Bibles out and we're going to look at a couple of Old Testament stories and we're going to look at some New Testament uh, dialogue and see what we can come up with and see if God can instruct us as to how to live this life on earth in such a way as to bring heaven's wisdom to bear in our situations. By the way, Zimbabwe, the problems that we're in and the problems that Africa in are, have nothing to do with knowledge. We don't have a knowledge problem. We have some of the most educated people on the planet. We have a wisdom problem. Now, don't shout me down just because I'm preaching really good already, okay? All right. So, one of the most well-known stories in the Old Testament is... When God granted wisdom to King Solomon, and you all know the story, but I'll read it to you. In 1 Kings, the third chapter, verses 5 through 12, it says, In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, and God asked, and God said, Ask me, or ask what you wish me to give you. And Solomon said, You have shown great and loving kindness to your servant David, my father. According as he walked before you in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart toward you. And you have reserved for him this great loving kindness that you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go in or how to come out. Your servant is in the midst of your people which you have chosen a great people that are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant 
an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? It was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have you asked riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, like most of the politicians in our country, what are they asking for? What do they do? Enrich themselves. They ask for long life for themselves. They ask for long, long times in office. This is African politics. You're going to see that there's a difference between the wisdom of God and the wisdom of man. He said, because you didn't ask for these things, but because you did ask for discernment to understand justice, behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart so that there has been no one like you before you, nor shall there be anybody arise after you like you. First Kings 4, verses 29 through 31, it says, Now God gave Solomon wisdom and very great discernment and breadth of mind, like the sand that is on the seashore. Solomon, in his wisdom, surpassed the wisdom of all the sons of the east and the wisdom of all of Egypt. For he was wiser than all the men, than Ethan, the Ezraite, Haman, Chalcol, Darda, the sons of Mahal, and his fame was known in all the surrounding nations. Now, today, there are many, and I was mentioning our politicians, but it's not just politicians. It's some of you, some of the business people in our community, some of the, uh, some of the world leaders, some of the people in the United Nations, and, and some of the, the uh, NGO institutions. What, what are they really seeking? They're seeking riches, power, long life. We have people that that's what they seek after. But few on earth make it their ambition to seek wisdom. Solomon, though he was young in years, understood that there was nothing more important than acquiring wisdom. Just think of some of his Proverbs. In Proverbs 8 and verse 11, he says, For wisdom is better than jewels, and all desirable things cannot compare with her. Proverbs 16, 16, How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding is to be chosen above silver. Oh, how about you? Where are you and I at today? Where, where's our thinking? Where's our heart at? Where does acquiring wisdom rank on our list of desires or seeking of principles? If there's anything that we need, probably more than anything in our lives today, it's wisdom. It's wisdom. Wisdom is the ability, the ability to size up the circumstances of life and life situations and to respond by making right decisions, the decisions that are guided by God's purposes and God's will. You see, if you want to have a good life, a blessed life, then you're going to need to acquire what the writer of the Proverbs said were the primary things. He says, get knowledge, and with all of your knowledge, gain understanding, ask for understanding, but above all, get wisdom. He says, wisdom is the principal thing or the primary thing. Now, I'm concerned that 
like I said, in Zimbabwe, we have seemed somehow to put all of our eggs in the basket of education. Here we are, the most literate nation in Africa. We boast of all the degrees. Our president, our former president, had, I think, 11 degrees. Our ministers all are degreed people. And yet we can't seem to figure out how to run a nation. We can't even fix a pothole. We can put brand new lights up, but none of them work within a year of putting them up. We obtain, cannot maintain. Our problem is not a knowledge problem. It's a wisdom problem. Amen? So where does judgment begin? It begins in the house of God. We have to take a hard look at ourselves. I believe in education. Education is good. But education from on high is better. But having both is best. And we want to have best. I want you to be well educated, but I also want you to be full of wisdom. Because I believe that wisdom is going to be the key that unlocks everything for Africa. I actually believe that the people or the nation that grasps this idea of aligning itself with heaven and aligning itself with the wisdom of heaven will be the nation in Africa that will lead Africa. I happen to believe that that will be this nation. I happen to actually believe that it will begin with some of you. Not all of you, but some of you, okay? Tap your neighbor. Say, I think he's talking about you today. I'm just not sure if you're one of those that's going to have wisdom or one that's not. So just, just check that out with each other, all right? Proverbs 19, verse 8 says, he who gets wisdom loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will find good. See, wisdom not only brings benefit in this life, but I want you to understand something. It has, by its necessity, by the way it's uh, designed, it brings a blessing for eternity and eternity. Proverbs 12.8 says, know that wisdom is thus for your soul if you find it. Then there will be a future. And your hope will not be cut off. See, wisdom takes care of things here on earth, but it also takes things for eternity. And I think we need to understand that. Proverbs 15, 24, this is just Solomon espousing things that he knew. He says, the path of life leads upward for the wise, that he may keep away from Sheol below hell. Proverbs 3, verse 13, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom. And the man who gains understanding. So where do we find wisdom? That's a good question. Where do we get this wisdom? You know, I, 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 I'm always amazed when I talk to people and we ask just simple questions. Now, where does wisdom come from? Well, I tell you what, you listen to some of our prophets today. Man, I tell you, you can get wisdom from all kinds of stuff, you know. Rubbing oil on your face and your head. Drinking holy water. I mean, ooh, you're going to get wise that way. You're going to get miracles that way. Right? That's going to really set you free. There's no wisdom in that. In fact, it's looking more foolish all the time. How many more gimmicks do you have to have to control and manipulate and dominate people? And when do we finally grow up and say, wait a minute, that doesn't look very wise to me. I mean, I get embarrassed. I have to tell you, I get embarrassed 
when I travel around the world and people talk to me about, oh, you African people, I saw one of your prophets having them eat grass. I saw another one pretending he was walking on air. A movie of him walking on air. And then they show how they do that. It's a gimmick. It's, a, it's, it's foolish. We saw another one who took an iPad and pushed a button and the picture of somebody came up. Woo! Guys, I don't know about you, but I just get embarrassed. I'm thinking, oh, are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Are we that foolish? And yet, I don't understand it because it, it, we just seem, seem to give good money after bad to these people. But we're not profiting. In spirituality and wisdom. So the Bible says there's only one place to gain wisdom. In Colossians 2, verses 2 and 3, it says, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Where are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge? In Christ himself. In prophet so-and-so, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are all, all, where are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge? Celebration Church, right? It's right here, isn't it? It's the church, right? No. Pastor Tom, <laughs> I could prove that, I, I could, I don't even need to prove that that's wrong. I just have to stand up here for five minutes and you don't know that all wisdom and knowledge is not in me. But I never pretend like I have all wisdom or knowledge. Because that's not what God designed. He says that we carry a treasure, we carry Christ in us in this earthen vessel. What I have handled of Christ, what I have tasted of God, that's what I can impart to you. Just like you, what you discover of God, what God shows you is for you and for your descendants, your children. And it's a relationship, not a transaction. You can tell when there's no wisdom involved when it becomes transactional. A politician who only wants to transact a deal has no desire to really represent the people. It's a transaction to him. Vote for me. I'll promise you anything. But when I get into power, it's all about me. Well, that's what it's been for 30 years. Two classes of people, the political class and the rest of us. It's true. What about the religious class? The man of God and the rest of us. There are no men of God. Let me tell you something. Yes, God uses men of God. God uses pastors. He gives gifts to men. But let me tell you something. When a man thinks that he, by being a man of God, is better than the people that he's serving, I want you to know something. We have a problem. Or that somehow you're here to serve the man of God. No, you help us so that we can give ourselves to the word and to prayer 
so we can give ourselves to the extension of the gospel. You're helping us to do that, yes. And that God designed that. He designed the church and he designed men and women to do that. But it doesn't make us better. We can't lord our authority over you. Well, I got four holy murmurs out of that. But you see, what we've done is we've, we've created a, a transaction. You bless the man of God. No, we bless the kingdom of God. We work in the kingdom of God. We work together to advance the kingdom of God. We have leadership in the kingdom of God. We're advancing God's ideas, God's purposes on earth, not the man of God. No, the man of God gets blessed. Let me tell you something. I'm a blessed man, and I do represent God, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that. But I'm not milking you, and I'm not trying to get an offering out of you for me. Hello? And it's not a transaction. It's a relationship. Hopefully you can see that after 40 years I've tried to lay my life down for the sheep. Now, not perfectly, not perfectly. I've made lots of mistakes, probably more than most. So, you know, we're not exalting a man. We're just saying, hey, but as far as I can, I want to represent Christ. And I want to represent not me, but the secret, the, the hidden treasures of wisdom that are found in Christ alone. I don't want to point to the church. I don't want to point to a man. I want to point to Christ. Because in Christ, you'll find everything you need. Amen? You see, when Jesus was teaching and he was preaching throughout Israel, he was, he was met by a lot of resistance, especially by the religious establishment. And what was his message when he was resisted, he said this. He says, one day the queen of the south, Matthew 12, 42, the queen of the south will rise up with this generation at the judgment and will condemn it. Because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something or someone greater than Solomon is here amongst you. I mean, Jesus knew who he was. The wisdom. He said, the he says, the queen of the south came to see Solomon's wisdom. And yet here I am and you can't even discern that there's wisdom here. Religious people don't want wisdom. They want power. You and I are here today because we want divine wisdom. We want wisdom from heaven. We want wisdom that will bless our lives, that will prepare us for what God wants to do through us and in this life and for eternity. And if we want that, we cannot ignore the teachings of Jesus Christ. He is the way, he's the truth, he's the life. Proverbs 2, 6 says, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. From the Lord. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, he may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house. And yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them and does not act upon them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house and it fell and great was its fall. Let me tell you something, folks. The reason that Africa keeps failing and falling 
is because it has never built itself on the foundation of the word of God, has never aligned itself with God, with, this, with, with wisdom. The reason that Western civilization has prospered is because basically they chose to align themselves with a biblical worldview. Hopefully I'm going to show some of that to you as we look at the scriptures. Not only are we supposed to look to Jesus who is the source of all wisdom, but the Bible also says that we can pray for wisdom. Open your Bibles to James, the first chapter, verse 5. It says, but if any man lacks wisdom, anybody lack wisdom? One of the first prayers I ever prayed as a young believer was, Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. I still pray that prayer. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach and it will be given to him. And it will be given to you. I, I think God wants to get wisdom to us more than we want it sometimes. I am thrilled to hear Robert Henderson talk to us about getting into the courts of heaven. Not just to undo the iniquities. Not just to undo the legal accusations against us. But because I think in that courtroom, in the presence of God... He has some wisdom for us to solve some of the problems that we face in our churches, some of the problems we're facing in our education system, some of the problems that we are challenged with in our municipal offices, our, our government, some of the things that we have to solve in our marriages and our, our families. I think there's a wisdom we can tap into. How about you? So today I want to, uh, and tomorrow, I'll take the next two days, and I just want to consider some of the attributes of godly wisdom. James chapter 3, this will be my text for the rest of the, my, my, my teaching. James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the, and, and, in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy, good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy, and the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So if you'll allow me, I'll take the next period of time. And that's, is that two minutes or 20 minutes? Oh, that's what I thought. Okay. It's upside down. I thought, man, I'm, my time's up. I got, I got 20 minutes, okay. So what I'll do. <laughs> that's okay, brother. Just. Don't do that to our guest speaker. They'll just say, well, in closing, you know. Me, I know I live in Africa. I know that we get it upside down sometimes. I understand. <laughs> Is that all right? 
I'm just playing. So I'll take the next couple of days, or the next, my, my, the rest of today, my, my two minutes, and, and, the, and the rest of, uh, and, and, and tomorrow. And I, I want to break this one verse of scripture down for you. Because sometimes we just read a verse and we think we get it. But you know, James was saying something, and every word carries a weight. So in, in verse 13, the Bible, James is asking a question. He begins, he says, who is or who among you is wise and understanding? Who among you is wise and understanding? Now, you all know what a rhetorical question is. That, that's what this is. This is a rhetorical question. And I think James is expecting that many, if, if not all of the recipients, are going to respond in, in their heart and in their mind. They're going to say, well, I think I'm pretty smart. I, I think I'm pretty wise. I think I possess a good measure of understanding. I mean, isn't that how we all kind of feel? That's kind of a common response. I mean, if I ask you, I, I, you're not going to tell me, no, I'm just stupid. I'm no, you're all going to say, I think I'm pretty wise. I, I, I think I have it together. That, our society is especially that way. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, not except for you religious people. See, many people today profess themselves to be wise and understanding. In fact, there's many people who are ever willing to give their advice, ever willing to give their counsel, believing that somehow they possess a superior judgment to the rest of us. There are many who think that they have all the answers. In fact, if you consider all the advice columns in the newspapers and the magazines that are floating around, and if you consider the, the number of self-help books that are for sale all over the world in every genre, even in our Christian bookstores, some of those books are a little dubious, to be honest with you, because th th it's just kind of the self-help gospel, you know. Uh, if we consider the so-called wisdom that saturates television these days, the talk shows, the never-ending talk show hosts on radio that have all the pundits that know everything there is to know about everything and everybody and from every angle, and, 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 and we just keep digging and digging and digging, and there's an opinion about everything and everybody such wisdom. Think about all the social media platforms filled with all kinds of conventional wisdoms. I don't know. There's some, I, I just can't, I just can't, you know, I just don't do Facebook anymore. I know some of you try to communicate. I just, don't, I'm not on there. I, I know we have 100,000 viewers or somebody. I, I don't ever look at it because I just get tired of all the little trite little, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. And if you've seen it once, you've seen it 50 times. And, but to the person that just posted it, it's like somehow this is some pearl of wisdom that's going to change my life. But it's just words. Is it real wisdom? I think in the last 20 years, we've seen an explosion of counseling clinics and psychiatrists and psychologists and, I mean, counseling centers in the church. And don't get me wrong, I'm not against counseling. I think that we all need counseling at some time. But I'm not sure that there's, and it seems to me like there's so many people that are willing to help you. Now, I was a psychologist. I studied psychology in university. Here's what I learned about psychologists. Not all, but most of them probably have worse problems than the person they're trying to help. And they're trying to somehow solve their problem by solving yours. 
I mean, I had some weird guys in my psychology class. And they're psychologists today. Some of them are on their seventh marriage. It seems that there just seem to be more and more people who regard themselves endowed with the ability or somehow seem to think that they're qualified to share their wisdom and their understanding. In fact, there are even people in the church who seem to assert, and I'm talking about the church worldwide, not this church, because I know we're perfect here, but uh, church, the, the church, the church at large, that assert that they have some how got some kind of a, a, a an above average endowment of knowledge and wisdom. And they seem to think somehow that their advice and their counsel is a bit more superior than most of the people around them. And they wouldn't hesitate to raise their hand into response to James's question here and say, Yes, I have wisdom. But listen to what James says to those who think that they might have wisdom. He says, let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. Hmm. Now, if you'll study the whole book of James, you're going to find out in chapter 2, James starts out his whole teaching on this by talking about faith. He says, and Faith shows itself through works. Faith without works or faith without corresponding actions is dead. So he's carrying on with that genre of thought. He's saying, hey, listen, wisdom has to have a corresponding action. Wisdom is shown not by what you say, not by how smart you are, not by how you talk, but by your good deeds and your gentleness and the way you approach things. He says, therein do you see the wisdom of heaven. The wisdom of God. Are you following this? And I guess another way of saying it is that when it comes to wisdom, your actions speak louder than your words. Amen? All right. So a person who's truly wise will be living a life that demonstrates their wisdom. So... And I have to tell you something. This is why I just love Africa so much. Because I can never figure this out. Maybe you can help me today. How you can go to a witch doctor who lives in a mud hut who has nothing. You drag a goat and a bunch of money and a bunch of stuff. And you go to this guy and he's going to make you rich. I, I'm sorry, I, I, I mean, I, 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 I know that he's powerful, I get that. But, you know, you would think that if you're going to make me rich, you'd be, at least have more than a mud hut. Am I, am I not getting this? This is a guest pastor, can you teach me? My brother, brother, can you teach me? Because I, 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 I scratch my head sometimes, I, I wonder how... But, well, you're going to see it in just a minute. You're going to see it in just a minute. Because there is a wisdom that is earthly that leads to sensuality and becomes 
devilish. But that devilish wisdom is exactly what even our politicians today are trafficking in. Chasing after the strongest witch doctor we could find to use intimidation, domination, manipulation, and control, which are the essence of witchcraft. Just tap your neighbor and say, you know, I, I really think he's talking to you this morning. I've got a few more minutes before I have to hand over the platform. Uh, can you turn that one over? Zero, one, one. Yeah, no, no. Oh, ten. Ten minutes. Ten. That's the one. Yeah, just checking. I got ten more minutes, okay? It's 9.34, 42 seconds, 43 seconds, 44. At 9.45, Henry Madava from Ukraine will be here. And, and I know you can't wait to hear him. Now I said that, you won't think about me. You'll only think about him. I understand that, but... Let's just talk about some, what are some of the indicators of someone who's wise. I mean, there's got to be some indicators that we can say, how, how, how do we discern someone who's wise with heavenly wisdom, and, 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 and how do we know that they're not? Well, the first thing to look, look at, according to the Bible, is their walk with God. Their walk with God. The walk with, their, with the Lord Jesus Christ or with our Lord. The Bible in Proverbs 9 and verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So here's the first question I ask anybody that I meet, and the first thing I look for is, do they have a holy reverence for the Lord, and do they possess knowledge from the Holy One, Christ Jesus? Not what you say on your billboard, but do you genuinely love God? When you're asked, who is Jesus Christ to you, do you have a vague answer? Or do you know the Lord? Do you fear God? Do you play to the people for the press and then your actions are with the witch doctors. Guys, do you want a nation that follows wisdom? Or do you want more of what we've had in the past? Now, I'm not, listen, I'm not entering the political race. I, I, I'm not endorsing any candidate. But I am asking you to look for wisdom in the candidates that you endorse and that you vote for. And I'm not making a judgment about any candidate, but I let them speak for themselves and their actions speak for themselves. Amen? Here's, the next, here's another good question to look at. Does the life of the person show a pattern of obedience towards God's word? 
to the, to the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Psalm 111, verse 10, you all know this. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. If you do his commandments, it's the pathway to obedience. It's the pathway or, or, or it's the pathway to wisdom. But you cannot not, you can't be blatantly going against God's commandments and then tell me that you represent God. You can't tell me that you love the Lord Jesus Christ and then be coming and introducing all the United Nations agenda as part of our new constitution. I love the little girl who, little African girl, I don't know if you've seen her on, on you, you can look her up on YouTube. But she, she, she said, we are being recolonized. And now we're being recolonized by a Western and a United Nations agenda that is not African. I thought, wow, this is a bold little girl. I applaud her. But I heard wisdom come out of her. Whereas everybody else just gets into lockstep with what everybody else is saying. And I'm saying, when does your voice rise up and say, no, we're not having this? When do we as the church say, excuse me, there is no wisdom in that. That's just going to lead us into trouble. Boy, I tell you, this is going over like a pork chop in a synagogue, hey? <laughs> Obedience stems from reverence of God. When we revere, when we revere him. James says the meekness or the gentleness of wisdom. The word translated meekness or gentleness is the Greek word protes. And it is a condition of the heart and mind that leads one to deny himself and be humbly submissive to God and his revealed will and providence. Can I ask you a question? Do you even know what the word providence means? Do you believe that this is a nation of providence? Because if we believe that the providence of God is upon the nation of Zimbabwe and all the prophecies that have been spoken over this nation are true about it becoming the Switzerland of Africa, about it becoming a place of peace, about it becoming a bastion, a Goshen, a land of Goshen, a place where people from Africa will come to find rest and to find peace. If we believe all those things, then I want you to understand something. Prophecies don't just happen because they're spoken, they're happen because people believe them and act upon them and are wise to bring them to pass. Providence doesn't happen. It's when men believe that it's providential and they risk their lives. They lay their lives down to bring providence to happen. Are we such a people? Can Africa be such a people? Can God find such a people? Are there men and women who will lay their lives down and go in before the throne of heaven? Gain the wisdom of heaven. Seek the counsel of God and transform the nation. Or are we simply going to be led about like sheep by the next powerful politician? Let me give you one more. No, it doesn't take too long. I'm done. Come back tomorrow. We'll pick up on verse 14. Amen. Amen. 
I love this nation. I love the church. I love pastors. But it's time for the church. It's time for those in the marketplace. It's time for those of us that love our families to seek wisdom from above. To seek wisdom from above. To find men that represent us that will be wise with heavenly wisdom. Tomorrow I'll talk about earthly, sensual, and devilish wisdom. Father, I pray right now for the rest of this conference and for the opportunity that I have to share. Father, you'll stir us to a kind of action that we've not seen before. We call it the action conference. Father, help us to move from complacency. Help us to move from sitting here to doing your word, to being doers of the word, to having faith that has a corresponding action, to having a wisdom that brings about a gentleness, a meekness, and yet at the same time a firmness to, to, to usher in the necessary change needed in our lives, first of all, our families, our marriages, our churches, our businesses, our schools, our education system, the media, entertainment world, the athletics and sports world, and Father, above all, our nation, the national platforms, the fabric of governance. Father, we're coming into an election season. We're coming into a state where you've brought about great change already. Father, we are seeking the wisdom as to how to navigate this time. Help us to enter into your courtroom to change decrees, to change iniquities, to change platforms. That, Father, we might become all you said we would be, a nation to whom our rising, the rising of Christ in us, the light within us, would be an attraction to Africa. The people would say, there is a people that sought God. Father, may we become that quorum that becomes the governing force that can bring about and enact godly wisdom and godly change in our nation. I pray this in the precious name of Jesus the Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, our Savior. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.